I am healed, I am whole. From the top of my head to the soles of the tip of my toes. Now you know it. Amen. There have been many times when I was not feeling well, and I would just be singing that song over and over and over again. God would touch my body, and before you knew it, I was walking out free. Amen. I, I can point a time. I was in a, a worship band as a youth. I was 16 years old. We were in the Rama Youth Band. And they sent us to California to help do the youth when Brother Hagen was doing the big services. We were in doing the youth services. And I remember I got sick. And man, I'm in that bathroom singing that song. <laughs> I'm healed. I'm whole. And about 30 minutes later, praise the Lord, I got the victory. It's important what you say in that moment when the devil comes knocking and he's coming to, what does he come to do? Steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come to give us life and life abundantly, and it's up to you to choose what you're going, yes, what you're going to partake of in that moment when it comes knocking. And Jesus said, I've come, to, I'm knocking at your door, and it's up to you to open it. And so I opened it wide, and I said, I am healed. Amen. Praise God. So I want to talk to you tonight. Can you guess what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about the anointing. I have just been really focusing on, you know, what God wants to do in this hour, in this last days, uh, if you will. And, you know, we've talked about it all our lives. You know, Hayden says, Mom, you talked about last days ever since I was little. I said, yeah, but we're in the last of the last days. <laughs> so... Like it or not, you know, when I drive down the road and I see a sign and it says 183A is here and you're getting ready to come on to Mopac or whatever, it lets me know it's coming. And you can tell by the signs of the times what's coming, right? No man knows the day or the hour, but we can tell because of the signs. And so, praise God, we're not, and the word says in Isaiah that he'll show us things to come. He, we don't, he doesn't expect us just to float around and not know what's going on. Amen. So I'm probably not going to preach anything to you or teach anything to you you don't know. But I'm just, huh? Maybe not. Maybe not. It'll be new. But I'm going to be, it's going to be a reminder of things that you probably have at least an idea of. And I want to quicken and stir up some things on the inside of you. You know, whatever you talk about is what's going to manifest in your life. You talk about the problem, that's what's going to manifest. You talk about the answer, you talk about Jesus. We're, that's what's going to manifest. It was funny. I was telling them, um, you know, Sandra, she's our youth, or I'm sorry, our, our children's pastor, and she's really done a great job in helping our kids be prepared for our fasting. And she was telling them that, you know, you might have to fast something that you really love. And Braden said, well, that means I have to fast Jesus. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, this kid. So I guess they, they talked about, well, we might, you might talk about Jesus. You might, you know, elaborate more. And so he said, well, we can talk about Jesus. And so I started singing that old song, let's talk about Jesus. You guys know that one? The king of kings is he. And I sang it for him. He goes, man, I like that song. So it's funny how, you know, they, our kids don't know some of these songs. And I want to make sure they know them. We need to get my mom in there singing some of these old song. She used to teach, you know, kids class. She tells the story when she was pregnant. She'd sing and jump up and down and do all the motions and stuff. But we got to get it in our kids because those songs aren't, we don't need to lose those songs. Amen. 
Praise God. So I'm excited about what we're going to share tonight. Um, you know, on my way here, I had given Braden some instructions, and I repeated it about five times. And once we got almost here, I asked him about obeying what I had asked him about five times. And he goes, I didn't hear you. He was in the car. I got really mad. I'm like, on the way here, I got the whole lesson with Braden. I repeated it. I said, I repeated it five times. How could you not hear? Then he starts crying. And he says, I forgot. And I said, all you had to do was listen and obey what I told you. And he, he didn't obey me because he didn't listen. If we're not listening, it's, we are incapable of obeying, right? Even if God is saying something to us over and over and over again, we have to have ears to hear. We need to be listening. There's another time, I guess, when they went on their little hunt. Larry let him drive the whatever that thing is, that vehicle. And that's scary. And um, they told him to slow down, I guess. And he said he didn't. He didn't. Several times. Several times. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Could you go back there and pick up my heart? <laughs> go pick up my heart back there. <laughs> anyway, so, but there's something about, I really believe that he has been, you know, I mean, I've taken that tablet away from him so many times, but there's so many distractions that his focus is on other things, or he's just in his own mind. He's just off in la-la land creating whatever he's doing in his brain, and he cannot hear what I'm saying sometimes, and I'll say, do you hear me? Are you listening to me? Are you listening? My husband is a great example of this. Uh, he'll call me on the phone, and um, he's so awesome. He likes to multitask. <laughs> He, he'll call me, and because he's a very focused person, so he'll get on his computer and he'll start looking at something to get ready to, you know, for tonight or whatever. And I can tell within five seconds he's not listening to me anymore. He's, his, whatever is in front of him has got his complete focus and attention. And I said, forget it, I'm getting off. Bye. He doesn't even say goodbye. <laughs> he's just so, sometimes. Now, other times he's he's really good at it, but Anyway, you get what I'm saying. There's so many distractions and things that cause us to be uh, listening to other things, even just in our own head, that we can't hear from God. And I really think what God is telling me, at least this year, is he's telling me to be still and listen to me. Because he's told me he wants to tell me something every day. Do you know that God can talk to you and tell you something every day, even if it's just one word? One word. How many want to hear God's voice every day? I want to hear from him every day. And so I've been determined and set myself focused on his hearing his voice. And you know, sometimes when my husband talks to me, I have to get closer to hear him. He might yell, but then there's other times he might be talking softly. And I have to, the proximity is important. I have to get up close. And he likes it when I do that. So that I can really hear his heart and what he's trying to express to me. So you see what I'm saying you don't have to get that close, buddy. <laughs> but he got close. Anyway, um, so I want to look. I didn't put this in the notes because this came later after I sent you my notes. But I want to look at 1 Timothy 4, 7. And this is the Amplified. It says, but refuse and avoid irreverent legends, profane and impure and godless fictions, mere grandmother's tales, and silly myths, 
There's a lot of silliness going on out there right now. A lot of things that do not deserve our attention, right? And express your dis- disapproval of them. There's, I won't go there. There's too much. I have too much. And it says train and another, tra- most translations, and another tra- most translations say exercise yourself toward godliness, keeping yourself spiritually fit. And I want to introduce what I'm going to talk about, about the anointing, first of all, with this piece here about exercise. And I, I, I got on and found some Greek things, and I'm not going to try to say the words, but I'm just going to give you the meaning of them. This word exercise, it, the Greek meaning for exercise means, and I don't know if you all know this, but when they would go into, back in the Roman days, when they would go into exercise or to become fit, they exercised completely nude. Now, I don't know about you, but that would be reason enough for me to stay home. <laughs> TMI. But that's what they did. They were not even allowed to come in with their clothing. The reason why is because it would weigh them down. It would slow them down. So they would come in. They would submit themselves to their trainer, their person that was in charge of them. And they would strip off. They would even shave down. And then they would oil them down. They would get their hands on them. 